Stripe Show podcast exclusive. And we brought back one of our favorite guests who was with us earlier uh, last week, Justin Parsons, who's up in Sea Island, one of the top coaches in the game. And we had a little conversation on the mental side, which was fascinating on when we're learning new stuff on the range and how to transfer that into performance out on the golf course, utilizing some of his players and how that works. Go check it out. But this episode, this exclusive, we are going X's and O's, folks. And look at this. Harris English, one of Justin's prize students, four-time winner, on the PGA Tour. We're going to be talking about Harris English. We're going to be talking about this golf swing. Perhaps you've seen it. Perhaps you like it. His name is Louis Ustazen. He's from South Africa. We're going to be talking about that golf swing. And then one that I'm really excited about as well is this one. Can you guess it? He's from South Africa. Wait for it. Let's see if you can. Brandon Grace. That's right. Brandon Grace. Nine-time winner on the European Tour. He's won, let's see, two times on the PGA Tour. The coach for all three of these guys joins me. On the podcast, Justin Parsons, how you doing? Travis, good to see you. Doing, doing pretty good. That uh, those are three three nice looking golf swings there. Yes, yes, they are good looking golf swings. And we're going to start with this guy. All right, we're going to start. I recognize where he is right there. We're going to start with Harris. You've been doing some work here. Harris really had a great run of golf there back in 2021. Couple wins. It was great to see the Bulldog back out there playing at a high level this is a golf swing though that when you started with harris um we've talked about it a little bit via text i'll let you take the stage here on on some of the things that you guys have worked on and particularly in the backswing to get harris swinging back perhaps the way he used to right yeah you know harry has got a uh, he's an unbelievable player you know uh, one of those generational type players and you know, looking at him, you know, like a lot of great players, he's got some unique movements. Um, certainly the way that he loads up his shoulders is quite unique. Um, by that, I mean, you know, sometimes if you take a Lee Westwood, you see somebody who kind of like the face of the club kind of gets open and he folds his right arm and the club sort of sits through his right arm. With Harris, he's all about width and all about kind of holding position, the left shoulder. You can see it kind of gets low. The club doesn't have a great deal of set in it as he, as he goes back. And then as he winds up to the top of the backswing, he really holds a lot of angle, gets a lot of depth with those big long arms of his. Mm-hmm. And he kind of like loads his shoulders up in transition almost, where his hands kind of pop out in a slight kind of over the topish move with a little shallowing in the shaft. And that allows him to hit a little kind of tumbly cut that he likes to hit. Um, you know, so really... And, and, and looking at that, Travis, it's difficult because you're not you're not really looking at any textbook to guide you with that. You're looking at the way somebody moves naturally, the feelings that he likes. And if you hold it in there at kind of waist high, you know, he was we, we really still work very hard at making sure that takeaway is very connected. And even in this one here, I would probably like to see the club a nudge more in front of his hands than it is right there. Okay. Um, he, you know, he he you know struggles with the sensation sometimes of you know are you telling me to take it back wide are you telling me to set it you know he's basically holding those wrist angles for an awful long time and and gaining as much width early width as he can and that really helps to feel for him to feel like he's wound up in the backswing and that's a you know a sensation that he's very very familiar with 
You know, he holds onto those angles because, again, he's got a great pair of, you know, shoulders and arms as you wind that all the way mm -hmm. to the top. You know, he goes from, you know, really having it quite a long ways kind of steeper and in front of him to the very top of the backswing. You can see he creates this illusion of, of great depth, if you like, at the very, very top of the backswing. If you take him right up there, you know, the left arm's kind of low across his chest and everything's mm -hmm. really, really, really wound up. But from face on, you know, he creates a beautiful wind up um, into his right side, which is, you know, something that, you know, again, we, you know, we, we work on a little bit with, with his natural movements and some of the way that his body structure is, it's sometimes difficult for him to get into his right side. He has a little, a little niggly thing going on with his right hip, which uh, certainly has, has plagued us a little in the, really since the Ryder Cup. Um, but in this one, you can see if you stop him up there at the top, he's really well wound up into that, into that right side, which is, which is important for, mm -hmm. for, for Harris. And, you know, I think the other, the other basics, the other fundamentals that, that have got a little lost whenever, whenever I took over the reins, you know, making sure his alignment was really, really consistent, uh, making sure his posture as a tall guy, you know, with a long spine, uh, we looked at his posture, made sure his balance points were good. Um, you know, and then really working up into a, into a situation where he would wind the club up properly to the top of his backswing. And he's got fantastic, as you can see here from face on, fantastic rotary capabilities. You know, a, a tight sequence, uh, Travis, where his, his, you know, he doesn't drop the club under too much. You know, mm -hmm. everything kind of gets, gets going together, um, which again, get, you know, gets him hitting that kind of smash fade pretty well. Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things I love to watch about Harris, if you take him through to the finish and hold it, you, know, you can see the pelvis drive that he has. You can see that right knee getting out in front of the left knee, mm -hmm. right hip in front of the left hip. Um, and a really dynamic, beautiful golf swing whenever uh, he's in full flow. Yeah, it, it is. It's, it, is a, it is a fluid swing. And when I let me throw a couple things at you here as I listen to you talk. And, you know, width, you talked about width and you know, with there, you can see his hands away from his chest. But you said something I think was really cool from this view as well as we as we go to the target line view here, is that when he takes it halfway back, and you had me stop it like right here. So yes, he's wide, but you would like to see that club head out in front of the hand. So his his hands are kind of in his upper left arm, you can see is really up against his chest. His hands are in, but the club head's a little out in front of him. And I remember through the stretch in 2021, I think I sent you a text. I said, when he does that, we were talking when he's able to get this look and then he keeps turning, he gets that shaft right there. It seems like, and tell me if I'm wrong, kind of a bit more on the vertical side versus, which is a good thing versus when he maybe kind of, when he kind of gets his hands running away from him early, if the club head kind of gets in then the shaft doesn't get pitched as well there. Yeah. But when he's there, it seems like when he then changes direction, that club shaft just falls beautifully to the forum. Is that, is that accurate? Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. And and you can imagine Travis within that it's, uh, you know, the, the challenge within that is to be really effective with half shots, you know, mm. because it's uh, when he completes the backswing to your point as the transition happens, the, the hands come out a little bit, the club shallows down a little bit, and then he's absolutely spot on. Um, it's just a little more of a challenge for us to be able to hit, you know, little half shots and little three quarter shots, um, and something we work on. We work on it daily, and you know the the fact is that when I'm watching the shot link, which uh, my wife will tell you that I'm often doing when I should be paying attention to her, um, when 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 he's hitting a shot from 
you know, 168, 177, 184, 201, the amount of times in the year that I see him in seven feet, nine feet, six feet with those full, you know, short iron shots, because that swing is so tight and it's so athletic and efficient. You know, he's a, he's a fantastic player from, yeah, let's say 150 to 200 yards. Um, and, and certainly when, when he's driving, when he gets that repetitive shape. And one of the things about Harris that's, that's really interesting, you know, a, a lot of the, the time and the effort we put in is, is planning the sessions, making sure that his onus is on moving properly. Um, his rhythm is a big, big thing to him. Uh, and, you know, he always sees himself more as a, more of an athlete and less, less of a technician. And, you know, when you're working with, with athletes, you know, it, it, it's going to be about rhythm. It's going to be about poise and, and, and dominance and movements and, and, and bigger, bigger macro pictures uh, rather than little intricate uh, little parts of the golf swing. So the, the, the intricate part of the golf swing, really, that his, his big, um, you know, the, the part that he needs to understand and needs to put the club in the right spot is that takeaway part. To your point, wide with the club in front of his hands is, yeah. the, is the recipe for Harris. And when he gets into, the, into that right spot, um, he, he could be a very dangerous player. Yeah, I think it's good advice for so many because, um, let's face it, I, I think one of the most common errors is, you know, the hands kind of get away and the club head gets in behind early, you know, and then it's just good luck with that. And that's a, that's a tough one. And yeah. here's the other thing I noticed, Justin, a lot, especially with these taller players, um, you know, Harris is 6'3". This is a very sound setup. I mean, you look at this setup and for the amateurs that are watching, I mean, this is perfect driver setup, ball position off that left shoulder hands in line he's tilted slightly behind it but i one thing i see a lot is is this little early kind of almost like a little trace with the belt buckle it's like there's a little early kind of pressure shift into the right side early and then it's like okay now i'm going to turn and stay tall i'm going to turn and stay tall and kind of load it into that right side you know there's no like turn and then I'm kind of hanging left. It's, it's little early shift into the right turn, stay tall in. I'm kind of standing up per se. I'm kind of exaggerating a little bit into the right side, <clears throat> but from here, and I see this with Luke list too, who just won last week <clears throat> is from here when they're over there, then they can, they can kind of fall into it. There's no, there's no really like sense of they have to back up. They can, no, kind of, they can push. Yeah, right. They can push. And I see that with Harris there. He kind of pushes and falls left and then he just unwinds and he's behind it. I mean, he's, he's already behind it. You know, he can do whatever he wants from there. And to your point, if he kind of gets the shaft prepared with that load up, it seems like with Harris, man, man, get out of the way. Like he's going to hit all the shots from that standpoint. But I just love that driver setup, that early load pressure shift, staying tall, you can really see it with Bryson. You can really see it with the long drive guys, you know, and then just push, go get it. Like you well, said, there's no, there, there's no doubt you're, you're right. And I, you know, and I've been, you know, we, we have swing catalyst here. We use, I'm looking at a lot of things, you know, the, the grind force stuff, I think it's really fine. I mean, sorry to, you know, uh, it's kind of finding its feet without sounding too Irish about that. Um, but we're beginning to kind of, I think we're beginning to teach it better. I think we're beginning mm-hmm. to understand more implicitly so to your point, there is a push from the left foot to the right foot with almost almost all great golfers, rotary athletes. You'll see a push from the left foot to the right foot. Once the pelvis repositions itself, 
really we're into the world of rotation. So inclined rotation, I think when you were describing the tallness, that's the, the kind of the slight kind of ex almost extending of the spine as we get to the very top, which really inclines the pelvis to allow the player then to, to push down into the left side. And if we look at Harris, if you take him on up a little notch, you know, as we're around about this area, that's where the maximum amount, just around a little bit further, the maximum amount of pressures on his lead side. And to your point, as he then goes to the very, very top of the backswing, the pressure is already going down into that, into that, uh, the, 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 the lead side for him mm -hmm. into his left foot. And the pressure, you know, again, is something you alluded to. Once he pushes them, the pressure is actually backing up from his lead side because he's gone into the ground so hard there that now he's actually going to extend up through that left hip. That's what opens the, opens the pelvis and the hips in a really good golf swing. Um, and then he's all the way through letting that right side drive on out through the other side of it. So, you know, yeah, what you're describing there is a, you know, is a really, really good athletic use of the floor. Um, and when we, when we look at it in video, obviously we, we see it in some slightly different ways, but, you know, I think Hovland does it unbelievably well. I think Bryson, you see it in Kyle Berkshire. If you watch him hit golf balls on that long drive stuff, you can, you can really begin to understand it. All right, let's go to another one here. Here's a swing that, when I play, um, you know, people like this swing here, right? They, they like to watch Louie Ustazen swing the golf club. And I still like, I like to watch Louie Ustazen swing. Sometimes I just stand there and, you know, try not to say anything too stupid. And, and <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So I'll just keep it, I'll just keep an open canvas here. When you watch this, what what can you share with us that is so magical to all everyone when they watch this this player swim? I mean, his rhythm's been so good, his balance, the whole it's like Ernie L's, but smaller frame. Um, but like just just talk to us about Louis A. Stazen and how this uh, swing works. And a beautiful, heavy, a beautiful, heavy hit on the golf ball. You know, mm. I, I think, you know, meant so, some people that are listening might have had interest and like listen to what Louie and I have done. I think given some people into a little bit of a different insight, you know, when, when, when you play golf with Louie or you, you know, you, you maybe, you know, I play golf with him and he, I would say, well, what do you think of myself? He'll always go back to his drills, you know, and he, you know, it's funny that he has his own set of little things that he does. He hits golf balls with his feet together. He's very, very aware from like from face on of his balance he makes sure that the line from his forehead through his nose, down through his chest, through his pelvis, through his ankles, everything's very, very balanced. And he hits balls with his feet together and he works on his strike a little bit. And he does that really just to kind of find things. And then he'll take a little bit of a, a, a gentle step away with his feet and he'll have a slightly wider stance and then he'll move it. So his awareness of balance and his awareness of posture are you know, incredibly almost unique to me. And if you um, if you take him back down to his, his starting posture, a lot of the time when we're you know when we're working, I'm acting as a policeman, and he's sort of saying to me, "Listen, am I standing the correct distance from the ball? Am I well balanced?" And if you bring him into his, his setup, you know, a lot of people, and John Ram is like this, a lot of great ball strikers like this. He really gets close, so close to the golf ball that if if most amateurs stood there, they'd be pretty uncomfortable. Now Louis is unusual because he's got slightly longer arms and. Mm -hmm. shorter spine longer legs but you know he gets into the golf ball creating room with his pelvis behind him right through the centers or even through the the the, the heels uh, towards the heels of the centers of his feet 
We see that with John Ram. We see that with Sergio Garcia. We see that obviously with Louis Oosthuizen. You see that with Paul Casey. A lot of really, really good ball strikers get into their posterior chain and have a starting position where they have to create space. And Louis is a starting position where he has to create space. And you know, we work a lot on on his on his setup. He's acutely aware of his alignment. Uh, he's acutely aware of the fact that you know, again, from a strength and conditioning standpoint, sometimes it, there's things that will make him aim a little to the right. Uh, you know, we look at that an awful lot. You know, and then from there, it's you know, he knows he'll talk about when his golf swing feels too fast or feels too slow. And oftentimes when it feels too fast, it's because his right side hasn't loaded up correctly. Mm. Um, so he does a lot of work in making sure that he can load the right side of his pelvis towards the top of his backswing, you know, getting that nice strong depth um, at the top of his swing. And then when that's done, I think that, you know, he's really just fluid. Um, I'm still, you know, he creates a surprising amount of power. Yeah. Very, very heavy hit on the golf ball. <laughs> You know, from face on, you can see here uh, something that I'm studying a little bit. You know, as you wind him up to the top of your backswing, um, especially with that little elbow brace on there, you'll you'll detect some sneaky little arm bend in his golf swing. Mm. Um, his his lead arm bends a little bit um, as he as he gets towards the very very top of the backswing, and and definitely then re straightens or reflexes through the impact area. And there is no doubt that that's a that's a speed generator, something that you know we used to talk about JB Holmes doing an awful lot. Um, but for the amount of effort that Louis seems to put into it, goodness me, he gets a lot of bang for his buck. Um, yeah. and then it's, it's, it's a joy to watch him to watch him hit shots. And he had a great year last year. I'm looking forward to oh. you know to see to seeing him in Phoenix and getting going again. And uh, you know, it's it's a golf swing that I feel my responsibility is to help you know help him with his feels. Uh, be responsible to you know knowing that it's a thing of great beauty and balance that you're working with and and uh, trying to ensure that you're you know you're you're thoughtful in your approach and not over you know overdoing it because you know you give a pseudo genius like Louis the capacity to figure it out on his own and, and nine times out of ten he'll do that yeah four runner-ups that included the PGA and the U.S. Open two-thirds which included the Open Championship he was also 26 at the Masters. So if you're into like, you know, top threes in the big game, major big championships. Game, big, big game hunter. Yeah. You know, I, there's so much here when I watch Louie. The first move I think is just so cash. The, when you watch the shaft and the lead arm, like it just, this straight line relationship, just like that move right there. Boom. Just everything together. Yeah. You know, there's no real change in the lead wrist dynamic. And just getting that to start like that. And now that left shoulder is traveling across early and, you know, it just gets everything just started correctly. Like when I think of Louie, yes, it's smooth, but it started correctly. And it was fascinating to hear you say when he gets into the right hip and loaded and not quick is it's like, okay, now go. Right. It's, and, and you can yeah. kind of see that with Louie, like it's just all so together and, loaded into the right side and now coming down. And the other thing with Louie, and I want to point this out, is when I pull up this other view, here we go. And this isn't a perfect camera angle, but we'll, we'll get the idea here. He, you know, he's a player that rotates the face a little bit, Justin, you know, like he, mm -hmm. you know, he rotates that toe right there, you know, a bit toe up. It's, you'll certainly see more players. And again, the camera angle is not ideal, but I get it. But the toe is rotated a little more up. 
Mm-hmm. We'll certainly see players like Victor and Rom where the toe is more down, but Louis always played like this. In fact, you'll see a lot of players from this era. Ernie Els played like this, where the face was a bit more rotated toe up. You could maybe see less of the face at the top, you know, and then coming down, you know, he just very cleverly gets the face to rotate back down and square up and then release back up the other side. But I would say, would you agree? that there is more face rotation with Louis say compared to some other players who tend to get the face a little more hooded, a little more shut where you can see more of the face at the top. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I, you know, this is, this is a really interesting topic, Travis, and, you know, forgive me if I go too deeply into it. No, please. The, 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 the face obviously is going to have be impacted by the way the player holds the club and the mm-hmm. way the shoulders, the shoulders and the, the spine are able to load the club to the top of the backswing or the, the muscles surrounding the spine, if you like. So when you get a very, very traditional grip like Louis, where he has, you know, a, a neutral to strong left-hand grip and a, neutral to weak right hand grip and he creates pressure on his left hand which would go to the right and the right hand go to the left in essence a little bit like a butterfly grip if you could imagine the, the butterfly grip you would know in a bunker that tends to put his shoulders into a position where the, the front parts of his shoulders will lo- load the golf club and we'll see a lot of toe up we see that in rory's golf swing like you oh. said ernie's golf swing when you look at the tendencies for the uh, players who use the uh, the lower part of the shoulders, the lats, the serratus, the triceps to load the club, they tend to have a slightly weaker grip or a lot more handle lean or both in order to be able to generate that appearance where the golf club will be, to your point, a lot more closed to the path. But they're mm-hmm. also loading it with a different with a different muscle structure, if you like. So mm-hmm. Louis got a much more classic, um, we would refer to as classic kind of muscle structure and the way he grips the club. I think that's changing. I think to your point, I think um, we would probably we're going to probably see more Victor Hovlands in the next twenty years than we are um, Louis Oosthuizen's. I think the way that we're teaching the grip will probably change just a little bit uh, to accommodate uh, some of those movements as we see people like. You know, Morikawa become more dominant, Victor becoming more dominant, the things that Bryson's doing to make the body, you know, far, uh, far more effectively. And the, the only part of the game that it, it, it can be a little more troublesome with, as we can see, is the short game, because you don't get uh, right. the same early, early opening in the golf, in the golf swing. And they don't tend to Bryson, Victor, perhaps, perhaps be as good pitching the ball and, you know, hitting maybe chip shots around the greens as, as some of those others would be. And that's something that you've got to obviously balance if you're thinking about this yourself. Yeah, that's well said. I mean, I, I couldn't agree with that anymore. You know, what you just said there with Louie and Victor and the way you see these patterns and, um, you know, and it's just it, the, the genius of Louie, right? This is a way he has swung the golf club the whole time and to get in there and maybe weaken that grip and flex the lead wrist more. I mean, you're playing with fire at that point. You know, you would never do that to a player like this, who's generated his swing around, obviously rotating the face the way that it is and a little more extension in the lead wrist. You can certainly see it right here, you know, and keeping that in line and then loading to the top. But look, he comes down and got the shaft lane, got an up rotation, lets it release back up the other side. Obviously um, his feels and his rhythm and the way he puts it together 
I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, uh, it's eye candy, right? I mean, you just, you just sit there and you watch it and you're like, damn, like, how does that dude ever miss a shot? You know, I mean, it's. But I, <laughs> and, I, and I think, I think to your point, I think we're, you know, obviously even with the young players I teach now, there's so much information and I quite often encourage them not necessarily to get rid of all the information because I don't think they're going to do that, but to be able to filter out the bits that are going to help you. So, you know, if you're watching Louis, you know, look at his posture, look at the way he creates a posture that makes him create room in the golf swing. Look at his rhythm. Look at his balance. The timing of the movement. I mean, I think I don't think that matters so much whether he's got lead rest arrangements like DJ or or whoever else. I think you can you can learn great things from great players. And I think with Louis, you're learning about rhythm, balance, um, putting yourself in a position over the ball where you can organize things well. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, you know, those those are things that, that that all players, regardless of the way you want to grip, left wrist, closed open face, uh, that you can learn from. All right. We've got one more here. Fellow South African. This guy is Brandon Grace, who you've been working with. He's Brandon's 33, of course, from South Africa. He is just a touch taller than Louis, about 5'10". And a golf swing that looks like this is uh, in your bay here. Take us through some of the stuff you're working on with uh, Mr. Brandon Grace. Well, we got we got together. Um, let me think. We kind of started the back end, maybe November time, um, just before we went to Vegas. Did some work in Vegas with him. Went to, he went to Japan, played pretty good. And that this is actually taken the Bears Club I was down here this uh, this past weekend. Okay. Um, Another beauty, I mean, these South African guys, I don't know what they eat down there, but they create a lot of power without sometimes looking as if they're going to that much effort to create the amount of power that they do. And Brandon's the same as that. Um, you know, the, the big, big thing that we've, Brandon's tendencies, uh, he, with the way that his body is, is, is positioned naturally, he has a little bit of a leftward kind of lean when he sets up to the ball. His right shoulder gets out in front of his left. His spine tilts towards the target just a little bit. So if you can imagine, most things with Brandon's golf swing are to try to accommodate a little bit freer rotation. So for him, you know, we worked from down the line here at getting him into really, really good posture. You know, he had a little bit of a a bend more so than I wanted him to have through his upper back. There should be a little bit of a bend through the upper back, but if there's too much, it limits rotation. Um, If there's too little, it also limits rotation. We got his head posture up into a more neutral position. Uh, had to work hard to accommodate because he, he went in a little bit of extension with his lower back. So we had to work hard to get that whole spinal column uh, rearranged, actually take him to a point where he got a little closer to the golf ball to really kind of soften his arms out a touch. Um, and from there, he's really able to rotate uh, a little bit easier in the backswing. You know, you can see this is pretty good. This is a three iron that he hit. Um, and from a position standpoint, you know, he gets the club working up the plane really, really well. I show him that. I told. I tell him how how wonderful it looks at takeaway. I've never had to do anything um, with that. You can see. I'm sure you like that, Travis. That's right up your your alley there. With what I know, you value those good takeaway positions. And as he sets it, you can't get quite. You can't get much better than that. He sets it through his right shoulder. The shaft sits right on the golf ball and at the very very top of the backswing. You can probably see elements of the slight restriction in his rotation at the top mm. because it. It doesn't exactly, he's not going to go high hands like Harris. You know, he's he's nice and tight to his body. He likes that feeling. 
but goodness me, you know, when you, when you look on the swing cut and stuff on the, the pressure he puts through the ground right here in, in early part of his transition, very, very fast, good agile lower body movement and lots of explosive uh, work going on through impact. And, uh, you know, he can hit a really powerful fade shot. Mm. You know, very much a, a field player, loves controlling trajectory, loves shaping the golf ball. Mm. Uh, so so my, pri my primary with him was really to do a... Um, a real job in his posture and his balance and setup. Um, and then I've tried to soften his arms a little bit in his, in his golf swing. I felt that he's a player who, uh, when he came out, he had very soft elbows in his swing and he, he created a lot of width in his transition. And he went towards trying to be a guy who had more width in his golf swing. And I felt he kind of restricted his turn a little bit. So, you know, one of the drills that we, um, that we, we do, we do a left arm only drill where he just makes back swings and hits shots occasionally with his left arm only where he has to soften that left arm out in order to create good rotation. And that tends to give him a good feeling of, of soft width without like getting too tight. Um, he doesn't like the sensation of being too tight in his golf swing. When, and when you say turn back, is it, is it kind of shoulders and hips? Is he like trying to get the mobility of, kind of everything turning back or is it more upper? Yeah, I think, I think it definitely gets that, gets that left shoulder, you know, working from underneath. If you ever, you know, make golf swings with your, with your, uh, with your left hand as a right-handed player on it, you know, you get that feeling if you're doing it with one hand, you, you can't really do it through flexing out your elbow because mm. you can't get turned. So you kind of soften your elbow and you start to really wind up through your, you know, mm -hmm. through your lap, through your, through the underside of your left arm, through your rib cage. And to your point, that, that tends to get his right hip uh, loading nicely. You know, with his, with his movement patterns, he would be definitely prone to a little bit more of a traditional sway. Uh, we, you know, we, we talked uh, in the last segment about, you know, swaying a little in the backswing. Mm -hmm. um, but when he's able to rotate freely, that sway kind of softens down and he, uh, you know, he presents the club better. But when, the, when he's not rotating, he'll, he'll come over and he'll kind of wipe, he'll wipe shots out to the right a little bit more. But uh, there's a lot of things I really love about his golf swing, and um, I'm pretty, you know, pretty excited to be working with him in 2022. I think um, with some of the plans he has in place, uh, he could uh, he could show uh, he could show some good form in this uh, new year. Yeah, I mean, he's you know, you think of Brandon Grace, like he's 33. Um, you know, in the states, you know, the casual fan knows, like you know, he won RBC, he won Puerto Rico back in 2021, but he's won nine times in Europe too. I mean, this is. A world-class well, player. He, so. he, yeah, I mean, he almost won at Chambers Bay. He almost won at Whistling Straits. He got to 11th in the world when he really just came out to the, to the United States. And, you know, one of the things that the, 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 the golf fans, you know, I, I guess they probably don't know that. It's, it's difficult for any of these guys coming from, you know, a different part of the world. And, and, and South Africa is a country so rich in, you know, in culture and history. And, they, you know, they, they live they live for going out into the into the end of the bush and they live for their their natural environment and they're you know there's they play you know they watch rugby matches they watch cricket you know when, when guys come come into the united states it's a very very different it's a big learning curve from the for them and it's uh you know it, it's something that you know we we talk about a little bit and and hopefully with my semi international flair i try and understand nfl and rugby and all this other stuff so i can chat to everyone about it but you know i, I can see that it's 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 a it's a big transition for them and um, yeah. you know those guys that are you know they're, they're they they have a lot of things going they've got this beautiful facility here that we were working at and they've got mm -hmm. a nice ho home etc but 
um, you know what it's like to be to be moved away from home. And I think yeah. as he's getting more comfortable, he's got his family with him here now. He's uh, he's got a lot of good things in position. These South Africans, man, they they um, they, you know they 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 kind of learn how it seems. We were talking about the closed face, more flex lead wrist. They they tend to probably extend the lead wrist more, you know, and rotate the face a bit more and, you know, and then do this beautiful job of getting it back on the ball. But that does lead to some of their ability, just wonderful short game players, in particularly out of the sand, um, great hands with some of that extension and how you can utilize the bounce. Um, you know, there's, there, there's a lot of avenues to do this. And that lead risk conditions, this is always one that fascinates me, Justin, because I agree with you. I think in a lot of modern teaching today, there's a lot of that weaker grip, more neutral, flexing the wrist. We see with the Victor Hoblins, the Colin Morikawas. Um, but it's fascinating to me. It's, too. It, it's more, in my opinion, it's probably more efficient for full swing play. As I've researched it, yeah. and I use myself as a guinea pig, and uh, so, uh, but it is less efficient for short game play. Yeah. So, you know, pick, yeah. your, pick your poison. Well, I mean, yeah, and, and look at, I mean, look at Hovland, right? I mean, he, you know, he's he's struggled with that part of the game, um, with that leading edge dig. I'll never forget. I used to work with this Champions Tour player. Um, his name was to Mike. Be, to right? be, who Mike? Y- years ago, his name was Mike Goodis. Okay. And um, Mike was a great amateur player. Never played the regular tour, and one of the nicest men in the, in the entire world. I mean, just an absolute peach of a guy. And he, uh, he turned pro when he went fit turn 50 and got on the championship tour and played successfully, uh, for about, I would say nine or 10 years, had a nice champions tour career, ended up with one win. Um, when I first started with him, I mean, you want to talk about taking that lead wrist, right? Like, like Arnie, you know, and flexed and leaning the shaft forward and compressing it and, and, and then taking that into short game and hitting every short game shot like that. And I told him, I said, look, Mike, I said, I don't think your left wrist has ever went to extension in its entire life. <laughs> you know, like you hit every shot, just, boom, 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 you know, so when we, we worked really hard on a short game to, to soften it, you know, to, to, to not have so much shaft lean, but you know, he was taught, you know, dig it out of the dirt with, you know, face shut, lead wrist flex, lean that shaft forward, turn and rip it through that leading edge. And man, can he go hit it? I mean, he could hit it. I mean, yeah. really unbelievable ball striker, but that short game shot, the little finesses utilizing the bounce, man, he struggled with that. And we, I mean, it was just decompression of the shaft lean and, and learning how to hit some different shots. And he did get better at it, but it was a haul. And I, and to bring it up just because it's just an example of what, players who have a lot of that can struggle, you know, and some of the, those. The, 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 the other interesting thing in there, you know, and if we're going into the future, you know, in, in tennis, there's there people don't care in tennis. They change their grips to hit different shots. And that's right. as the ball's moving, right? The ball's mm-hmm. moving fast and you're changing your grip to hit a different shot. So I always wonder to myself, you know, I'm just thinking about as the, as the you know, the, the future unfolds, you know, I know that, uh, Pete Cowan, for example, who's a fabulous short game coach. You know, he got, he got Gary Woodland. I worked with Gary for a, a year or so. Ten fingers around the around the or or a putter grip around the greens. So Gary would use that, and then Gary's really got a fabulous short game now. Uh, so I often wonder to myself, you know, whether in the future we may see these 
um, these players morph into you know, a, a certain pattern that they can cement for the for the full swing, like you said, you know, get that mm-hmm. left wrist, get the rotation onto it, stable club face, club face stays stable for longer. And then maybe do we transition to the short game to being more artistic, more creative? We may change our grips in order to do that. It's a it's a big ask, but, you know, the game's yeah. evolving all the time. and uh, Maybe that's something we'll see. I don't know. I think it'll be, I think it's, be, I think it's going to be taught at an earlier stage. I don't think it'll be, so it'll be, there'll be less sticker shock, right? Cause you just grow up as part of it. It's like in the full swing, learning how to hit it hard at an early age. Well, we're, we're starting to see those players come out, you know, and, and that needle is being moved. And we saw it. I saw it. I was out in Palm Springs and there's a guy by the name of James Hart, Dupree from South Africa. Um, yeah. And it's a big boy, this dude, like, <laughs> I, nicest guy in the world too, by the way, he did the podcast yeah. last week. I mean, what an absolute sweetheart. This guy is, he's standing on the range. I'm standing there watching him and, and he's hitting his driver. Okay. And, and he's just cruising. He's not even working. He's not breaking a sweat. And I'm looking down at the numbers. 209. What? Ball speed, just cruising six Ted built like a shit brick house. This guy, right? I mean, he's just wide and muscles and I'm, and I, and I walk away thinking, that is where golf is going. That is like that. That's where we're going. Maybe not six ten, but we're going six six, six seven, six eight. He, and he's also got a pretty orthodox looking move too. Yeah, he does. In terms of, or I shouldn't say orthodox. I said maybe old fashioned or you know more of the Ernie style move. But mm-hmm. to your to your point, you get these you get these incredible athletes with mass and size. Uh, you know, then they're going to have just physical advantages that you know, others might not have. And, and certainly with him, I mean, he's got a, he's got a classic looking golf swing in this huge frame with incredible levers and, you know, 209, the cruising is a, uh, that's a specific advantage. I, mean, I, said, I was thinking, you know, okay, Bryson just put himself 20, 22 yards or so past DJ if he wants to, you know, like he can, that it's comfortable 20 to 25. And then I'm thinking, okay, this guy just put himself another 20 to 25 past Bryson. Have you watched Wilco Wilco Nienaber hit a shot? Another South African yeah. um, player. Incredible amount of speed as well. I don't think he's quite as fast as Hart, but I think he's probably in and around about the same numbers. He's just under him. He's he's right there. Yeah. It's it's impressive right. to watch. He made some good points. I I think about the same stuff, but just just hit it with a little slightly different grip. I think the tennis analogy is perfect. Um just hit this one with a, a slightly you know, weaker grip, rotate the face, may feel a little more extension. All right. And then here's your full swing grip. And then maybe there's a variation for a different shot. But you can just toggle the grip and, you know, to do what you want to do to hit the shots that you want to hit. Because, and I'm surprised, like, I think a DJ who just kind of opens the face, keeps the lead wrist the same. Um, Rom seems to manage it pretty well. Rom's short game is really good, obviously. Unbelievable. And he, man, you know, and Rom's a, you know. He's a, he's yeah. up there. So he manages it. Victor's on his way. Obviously he's, he's learning the techniques. He's figuring, he's figuring it out pretty quick. Yeah. Well, we could talk forever. Um, it's fascinating. This is fun, man. I, I, I love just looking at it, talking golf with you and, you know, you just learn and you, you say things every time we talk, there's always a couple things. I'm, I, I write it down. I just think about, okay, that's really interesting. Um, and it's always great just as a teacher to talk technique, but also, you know, with the podcast, the audience loves to know what te- what the players are doing and, and why. And you just look at those three different swings and 
how different they are. Um, Harris, you know, lead arms down and low. And then here's Brandon, you know, he's got his arm more up here. And, you know, they're just all a little bit different and have their own set of um, patterns and techniques and needs. And you have to coach them accordingly. Um, but uh, we'll do it again, man. I know they're all playing in Phoenix, right? So your yep. season, your season is, well, you're about ready to get rolling here in a big way. I'm getting rolling. I was in Ireland, uh, you know, beginning of the, well, middle of January. We've got some visa bits and pieces to do, which uh, thankfully are all in the bag. So Phoenix, and then we're into the Florida swing and pretty soon we'll be at Augusta. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting them back out there. All right. Great stuff. Justin Parsons, Stripe Show podcast. Can't thank you enough, buddy. Thanks, Travis.